Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, hello. Welcome back to the show, you guys. It is Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I watched a little bit of the uh, Adam Sandler, Mark uh, Twain Prize for American Humor. Watched a little bit of that program. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was good. You've he watched was, those in years past, too. Love them. Just like them. Yeah. So good. They do such a nice job. And they edit it before you see it. Some of the uh, speeches are a little too short, I thought. Oh, really? I tuned in a little late. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and, and Drew Barrymore were doing some kind of like, he likes me better than you kind of thing. Oh. You know, like they were doing this like competitive back and forth uh, about their movies with him. So I only caught a little bit of that. But then I saw the rest of the show and I just thought, wow. This is a very, very liked person in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. People, it seems like he treats people really well. He treats his friends really well. Um, yeah, I just thought it was uh, really good. Let Do you want to hear a few love, uh, love speeches? To. Okay, you'll get a kick out of uh, Conan O'Brien, who spoke. I come before you tonight to state <laughs> in complete honesty... And sincerity, you're making a terrible, terrible mistake. (laughs) No award has screwed up this badly since a MacArthur Genius Grant was given to Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, people have not been this shocked since I won a Latin Grammy. It was 2019, look it up. (laughs) Shakira and I, it was killed it. Very funny. I love Conan. Everybody, just so many stars in the audience. we got a little bit of Ben Stiller, who joked about Adam Sandler's body of work. There's something about him, you know, his work. It, it, it just, it all, it all feels effortless. It almost seems, I mean, I don't want to say lazy because that's not the right word. And <laughs> I, I don't have a better word. So for now, let's go with lazy. <laughs> that's great. Under the surface, there's just, there's just so much more to it. I mean, there has to be. <laughs> I mean, how else can you explain a crazy Hanukkah song that's really, yeah, it's incredible. And it's really just a list of rhyming celebrity names, and yet it goes multi-platinum and has become a holiday radio staple that my daughter forces us all to listen to after we light the candles every year. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about Adam Sandler's body of work, I mean, it's just stuff... Silly. That makes people happy. Yes. Yeah. He's like on a mission to bring joy. Yes. I mean, he's really done a lot. When you just look at movie after movie after movie after movie, and then you look at his work on uh, SNL and and the songs and all of that and his uh, collaborations, he's just, he is definitely a um, pop culture icon. Yes. I would say. Uh, Pete Davidson showed up. He only said a few words, but here's a little bit. I love you, Adam. Uh, you're, you're like my hero, and 
I mean, like, look at this lineup. I feel like we're all here for the same reason, uh, to remind you how much better SNL was in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. You know, I'm trying to think if I've seen any of, like, the classic Adam Sandler movies. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Happy Gilmore. Start with that one. Yeah, That's oh. a great one. Okay, all right. I um, like that one more than Billy Madison. Never saw that. Which was like almost watched peripherally for me. Okay. Um, what are some other biggies? Let's go through the Adam Sandler yeah, filmography right now. wonder how many of his movies I've really seen. That's what I'm getting at. I'm like, I know. I've seen a lot of the romantic ones. Like, there's isn't there like Stepdad or Big Daddy? Big Daddy. It's all Big Daddy. I like Big Daddy. That was good. Um, I saw Murder Mystery with he and Jen Aniston. They got another one I coming saw out that. on Netflix. Okay. Um, I actually don't think I've ever seen any of the Grown Ups movies. I may have seen one of those. Fifty First Dates. I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that. What is that about? Is that like a Groundhog Day type of thing? Kind of, sorta. Yeah, Drew Barrymore is his love interest there, and she has a uh, a memory issue that she's working okay. through. Okay, so he has to. I did see this. this win her cute. over day after day after day after day. It's sweet. Never saw the Water Boy. I've seen parts of the water. I don't think I saw the whole thing. Maybe I did. Yeah, maybe I did. Under the radar, super good. Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. I feel is like so I did good. see that. What I is love that one Mr. about? Deeds. Deeds is fantastic. He inherits a whole bunch of money from an uncle that he didn't even yes. know he had, and he becomes a you know billionaire just instantly and okay. just a nice guy. Yes. There's a great scene on the plane too early, like his first time in the private jet. Yep. And they start singing like an old Elton John Major song. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, cool. And then the guitar comes yeah. out of nowhere. It's great. I've seen uh, Rain Over Me. That was a little more meaty kind of movie. How about The Wedding Singer? Seen The Wedding Singer. Yeah. I don't uh, think I've seen Punch Drunk Love or Deuce Bigelow. Yeah, I haven't seen that. How about Bedtime Stories? Never heard of it. Okay, I saw that. Um,. But yeah, I mean, like, look at his body of work. Like, I mean, how many movies are you are you seeing? Like, fifty in twenty twenty. Oh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That oh yeah, with Kevin Kevin James was in there. Yeah, yep. he spoke too. By the way, eighty one as an actor, he's appeared in. Oh my god, that includes like some specials and one off things. But yeah, sure. it's at least sixty to seventy. Adam Sandler had an estimated net worth in twenty twenty, according to the internet. Of four hundred and twenty million dollars, and then he, and then he signed a Netflix deal, with deal. Netflix deal yeah. for two hundred and fifty million dollars. Do you want to hear a little of Chris Rock? I would love when to. he first came out. Thank you. Okay. Yes, certainly. Well, here he is. Watch start. Paul Pelosi the only guy that knows how I felt. All right. <laughs> Paul's laughing. Just me and you, Paul. Just me. <laughs> and then, of course, he went on to say nice things. Uh, and then um, we've got Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aniston, and Adam Sandler, by the way, when they were on a Think Drew's show, they were talking about maybe doing a Three's Company remake. Yeah, they were on Drew's show. And you listen to Adam Sandler in particular. He seems to like immediately get excited about this. We did come up with a little bit of an idea the other day. It was based off a TV show. Oh, Three's Company. Yes! Oh, Yay! Wow. That would be fun, man. 
Mm. Yeah. Who Pretty would juicy. be Chrissy and who would be Janet? Because I'll be either. I I'll want be you either to choose. Too. Yeah. Who do you think you want to be more? I couldn't do the short hair. I'll do it. You could do the short hair? I love Janet. She's a real she no nonsense gal. And Suzanne, Suzanne. Summers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then who do you play? I'm gonna Mr. Uh, Roper? I'm not as good. <laughs> 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 of course he would be Jack. Yeah, so they went on to say, like, look, it doesn't have to be like a spot, you know, shot for shot kind of remake right. or a movie version of it, but as a, an a homage to kind of, yeah. Two Three's company. I love it. I love it. And then Adam Sandler, we don't have his speech, but I mean, he was just so humble and, and just lovely and thanked, you know, his friends along the way. And awesome. I mean, he, he basically told his autobiography. Like where he started, where he got ideas, he went to NYU, then he was a roommate with this guy, and he just, and how he ended up getting a um, uh, a shot at Saturday Night Live, and it's just really interesting to see if you get a chance. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere or available on demand or whatever. There you go. Wild. Bye. Wild. Friends, uh, we still have more show to go, including at 11.30 today. It's 11.11, make a wish. At 11.30 today, we're going to play Cover Story, which everybody loves. Uh, But when we come back, a couple of studies that D-Bone found, the most Instagrammable dogs are... Mm -hmm. Plus, what's the ideal watch size for men? And I have gone Luther Vandross on my watches before. I've done them big. I've done them small. We'll get into the results of that study when we come back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on my talk. You're special. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm Donna Valentine. Hey, everyone. It's me, Steve Patterson. Thank you. Mike the Zamboni is hanging with us as well, and we've got a study. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. All right, I got a study on... Most photogenic dogs in the world, as far as, you know, Instagram goes, social media... Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lady. Most Instagrammable dogs. Instagrammable dogs. What breed do you think that would be? Hmm. I don't think I follow any of these. I bet a golden retriever is high on the list. I think golden is number two. And I prefer a golden a touch darker. Mm. God, they're good dogs. That's why they shed so much. I know. That's just nature's way. Yep. Uh, they are good dogs. Um, Yorkie? Size-wise, you're kind of getting there. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Wasn't the Golden just passed uh, for most popular dog by the Frenchie recently? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yes. Frenchies are beautiful. I French love those bull little dogs. French bulldogs. Oh, my gosh. Because they're weird and they're funny and they've got goofy faces and... But they're not as ugly as a pug. <laughs> and I can say that as a former pug owner. You're not putting them out there in any dog beauty competition, you know. Pugs, do, look, pugs look like they have personality. I do feel bad for their faces. They're smushed. It's hard to breathe. It is, and you have to clean inside of the folds. That's a PSA for all of us. <laughs> At any age. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Thanks, Steve. So um, topping the list is the French Bulldog. Yeah, that's all I know. That's it. But they go viral the go- a lot. Golden Retriever is up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Golden Retrievers were second. Um, they were tagged in more than 34.6 million posts on Instagram. The uh, the Frenchies get 37.4 million. What are you uh, looking at over there, Mike? Just everybody take a second today and Google French Bulldog jean jacket. And you're welcome. You're going to have the greatest Monday of your life. Really? Because French Bulldogs in cute little jean jackets is my new favorite thing. I They're love just so it. cute. <laughs> okay, that's adorable. Have you seen these new the the new Instagram? Oh, let me see if I saved it for you, Donna. Okay. I uh, oh no, I sent it to you. Did you get the message that I sent you on Instagram? Oh, probably not, Donna. What? I don't look at. I no, don't you're on there more often than you think. Oh, really, Donna? Hold on a second here. It's of this outfit that you can put on your dogs, mm. and. Uh, and it makes it look like they're a UPS dog carrying a box. Oh my god, that's adorable! I don't, oh, here, there's one message right there. Let's see, Let's see it. Is it a video? Um, come on. No, come on. These are just pictures. Oh no! I don't know how to navigate this. Can I go now? Hang on, I have to search dog FedEx. There's Let's UPS see. one. Okay, maybe that's. There's also a USPS one. They're so cute. Dog UPS. Because they look Dog like costume. they're carrying it. Yep. Kind of like uh, like Jim Carrey did in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, that is hilarious. I've got a package, people. Because <laughs> the costume has the arms in the front, right? Yes. Yes, that's so their front adorable. legs are their the front paws are their legs, and then oh. the little package is being held by their fake arms. It's so cute. God. And the fact that it like wiggles back and forth. <laughs> That's adorable. Is really great. Uh, during a commercial break, maybe you could show me how I can oh, retrieve man, that information. Donna. I know. Listen, anybody sending me instant messages on any social, what do you call them? Social media. Media. That's adorable. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to see it until maybe August. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Are these funny? These are great. I need to. Oh, look, look at this dog. Look oh, at this dog. It looks like he's carrying the package. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's rocking it. back and yeah. forth. Adorbs. Um, anyway, I have another study. When are they going to do the ugly dog contest? Okay, moving on. But oh, good question. We need that again. Damn, that's a funny costume. The ugly dog one. Isn't that a good one? Yeah, I wish I had a dog to dress up. Okay. That'd be great. Donna, I we're know. So, we're so, I am sorry for your loss. Thank you. Anyway, um, Chihuahuas, by the way, came in third. You okay, Taco Bell? Hmm. Remember when that was big? I do. And bulldogs in general. Um, I'm afraid of chihuahuas. I find them behaviorally unreliable as or I unpredictable. do. unpredictable. Yes. Yeah. Also, miniature pincers. Sure. My sister used to have one called Baby. That was the first lie she told. This thing. <laughs> yeah, they get... If dogs too quickly rear their... Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see your gum line. There is there is a really fun Instagram follow called Django Smiles, and it's a dog. He, he looks like a German Shepherd mix, and that's all he does, but he's smiling. He's happy, but it looks like he's showing his teeth like, I will eat your face off. Django Smiles, D-J-A-N-G-O. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, that's it's adorable. Horrible. That dog is so sweet. Unfollow. Though. 
No, follow. No, this follow thing. Follow Django. Lo- there's no. No, he's cute. He's Django. funny. It looks like Cujo. No, he's really funny. <sighs> he's a good follow. Anyway, I have another study here, and this one has to do with the ideal watch size. I have never worn a watch in my life. Say that again. Is I, that true? I've. N- it's never occurred to me to wear a watch. Even when I was in college, I would carry a little clock. Like a little digital clock. I what carried... are you saying? So first of all, I was going to school for radio and television, so you needed to time commercials a lot and things like that. And so... at no point you thought, strap it to my body. That'd be easier. No, I would just keep it in my purse and then pull it out whenever I needed it. What a woman. You have been this way for years, huh? Correct. So, never wore a watch. Wow. Never interested. You remember when watch swatch watches were yeah, really big? Yes. Never had the urge to get one. Interesting. Just It just wasn't my thing. But anyway, you like a good watch. I do like a good watch. So apparently, there's this company, I'll spare you the details, but this guy who owns this watch place did a survey with men. He said, it's really weird because more and more men were coming into his shop and saying, I have a small wrist. Mm. And he goes, which was surprising because men don't say I have a small anything. Right? <laughs> you don't, No man wants to be like, Oh, look how tiny my hands are, right? (laughs) That's right. The ideal watch size from years of taking these surveys, the sweet spot is, and I don't know if this is the actual face. This is going to be in millimeters, isn't it? Between 36 and 40 millimeters. The average is 38.57 millimeters. So because... Men are saying they have small wrists. They want smaller faces on the watch. Mm. I think this guy took this survey for three years. So you're going to maybe the trend, if it's, you know, across the board, is going to be smaller watches. Mm. Which is interesting because you don't see small Rolexes. Right. I, I don't think I've ever seen a small face Rolex. No, they're always pretty pronounced. You're right. Right. So are you a big watch guy? I kind of have always leaned a little bigger, but sometimes I look down when I'm wearing a big watch and I'm like, that's okay, obnoxious. This feels like a lot with what I have going on everywhere else. <laughs> I, right. I mean, my outfit. Right. Yeah. That, of course. <laughs> I mean, my outfit. I get it. I'm just saying. Mike. Mike's the one laughing, not me. <laughs> also, Something I just, else. I was reading an article. Of course. Oh, yeah, sure, it was another yeah. dog in a jean jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I just found this website, Shine, S-H-E-I-N. They're selling like oh, yeah. knockoff watches for like $6. Well, you get what you pay for. We're going to play a game. It's called Cover Story. Rocco's going to come in and lead us in that. And we are looking forward to playing. We hope that you play along with us. It's Donna and Steve. Thanks for hanging. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know I talk about Crescent Tide all the time because my mom, still around at 73, uh, is a client. She went in and decided to prepay and pre-plan for a simple cremation because they start at just $800. And I think so many people today, you know, they don't want to spend a lot of money on an expensive funeral home type thing. That's kind of an antiquated scenario. You know, people want to maybe have a simple cremation and then go have a celebration that makes sense to them. Maybe you, you spread ashes at a, 
a place that was special to them. Maybe you have a big party. Maybe you have a barbecue in the park or something. You know, people want to spend their money doing things that uh, make more sense uh, to the legacy of the person who's passed. And that's what Crescent Tide does. They do simple cremations. It starts at $800. If you want to add on things like a fancier urn, you can do that. If you want to add a small visitation, you can do that. But they keep it transparent. So uh, check them out today. Look at those Google reviews. They're really good. Crescenttide.com. My talk keyword cremation. Hey, final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! What that? Now, Donna, I, uh, I've been thinking about sushi since about 8.55 this morning when I said to you as we were coming into the studio, we had just done our full walkout. They yes. ran the pyrotechnics and everything. Really cool pre-production they do uh-huh. here. And I thought, man, I want some sushi. I want it. You know where I want it? In my mouth. What kind? Ooh. Do you want like uh, tuna? Do you want California roll? I do like do it want- when there's a salmon situation inside of it okay. or a tuna situation. I do really like ginger. I like ginger. The way they present it. I like ginger. And that wasabi stuff. Quick oh, question about Oh gosh, the- you want to clear out those sinuses. Yeah, the wasabi you need to be careful with, right? Yeah, you just need to- adapt. Just a dabble, do you? And, and don't touch your eyes after, because then you've got a whole ER situation. Thank you. I would like to ask this question, which is, what is the green piece of plastic grass that they do? What, why is that necessary? I don't know. At first, I didn't know if you were supposed to eat it. Is it like a like like a seaweed kind of a thing or whatever? This just doesn't <laughs> need to be in there. It doesn't yeah. help the overall presentation. Plating. Yeah. We don't need that. We don't need no stinking badger. Can I ask you, what is this button here? I'm going to press a button that I have no... It says Donna Astronaut. (laughs) All right. Do you have any idea what that is? Uh, No. I have a sneaky suspicion. I know what it is. Hey, Houston. (laughs) I think we have a problem. Rude. Donna. Oh, my gosh. You gave us no choice. Wow. I like that it was titled Donna Astronaut. And I pressed the button like an idiot. So, for instance, here, hover over it again, because um, uh, now you're thinking you're just doing this to be mean. This one Donna had learned I just, that was from an actual voicemail that she left me at six eleven in the morning. Okay. But then imagine I said, "Oh boy, Jonathan Uhas just updated the snow totals." Hey, Houston, I think we have a problem. It almost sounds fake, but I know. it was killing me to get that out. Yes, and then you were like. But maybe if we don't find anyone, I can come in to work. <laughs> and I was like, no. How about no? You're like, absolutely not. Um, so by the way, speaking of weather, if you believe in that stuff, <laughs> Jonathan Uhas, the mad scientist of meteorology down at Channel 5, sent an email and said, possibly, not this week, but next week as in pre-Easter, we could see the 70s. I like it. I love it. Right? I want some more of it. Queen, I think this, of how we have been thawing, there's a lot of talk about, are we gonna, is there going to be flooding in the rivers and all this, the snowpack and all that? But I think that last week, and then this week, which is another week of high 30s, low 40s, I think it's almost as good as you can ask for for a melt because you don't want it to melt too aggressively too quickly. Right. And so if we get a few weeks of 40s in, mm-hmm. and then next week if we get some 50s, 60s, and 70s, Right. I'm hoping. I saw a long-term forecast that said Easter Sunday, 60 degrees. I love it. 
I love it. I went to my cabin this weekend and my plow guy, bless his heart, basically left me having to shovel my way into my front door. The only access I had into my home. And the snow was above my knees. Okay. So what's up with that? First of all. Yeah. I don't know if I'd bless his heart. He's about to test your heart when you have to shovel all that stuff. You I had die. to shovel a path just to get to the door, like a very narrow path. Anyway, I digress. One side of my roof is completely clear of snow. The other side still covered in snow. Isn't that wild? It's so crazy. It's like our front yard, grass. Right. Our backyard, probably snow for the next four days. Oh, and, and the, and the neighbors there, across it's like the street. Weeks. I'm like a month out before that stuff melts. Wow. It's, but it's all about where the sun hits. And so our driveways, you can clear ice easier on our side of the street because that's where the sun hits the majority of the hours of the day. Our neighbors just across the way, they have to deal with an ice pack more than we do because their front yard is shade most of the right. day. Right. It's tr- sun It's a tricky situation. Uh, I'm hungry. All righty. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It's rock and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. It can't be. What a coward. He's not going to pick up. Hubbard Cafeteria, please leave a message. Please leave a message at the tone. When finished, you may hang up or press pound for additional options. Hey, we are calling looking for a D-bag. Sounds like we found it! (laughs) Wow, big timing us, huh? It's Hmm. 11.51. I mean, really, what are you doing? What could you possibly be doing? He's got his earbuds in. I, I don't even think he cooks anymore. I think he just sits in the back, hides. He delegates, you know? Yeah, he's like most bosses. They just hide in the corner, and then right. they just... Every now and again, scares all of us. Yep. That's what he does to poor Tom and Shelly the fake baker. <laughs> she says she bakes that stuff. I don't buy it. She's bringing that in. It's pretty She's good. bringing in Little Debbie and writing, wrapping it in Shelly Saran wrap. No, that's not true. She's going to be involved in tax fraud. Oh, wow. I don't know. I have nothing to do with this. Anytime I mention tax, Donna is convinced our most (laughs) eager listeners are tax professionals, specifically those who work in the (laughs) auditing department of the IRS. She's spoken to me off air like, don't bring that up. Like, don't say stuff about me. (laughs) Like, it's so personal and rude. No, no. You talk about things that are on my computer, and I'm like, what if the feds ever confiscate my computer? And I have to worry about that. <laughs> I like that you think the feds are worried about you. <laughs> you don't know. Donna, oh, bye, Brian. I got a good feeling. Good talking to you. Oh, yeah. See you, Brian. Yeah. All right. Um, but, oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm in third place in my bracket. Ooh. Wait a minute. You didn't do a bracket. I didn't do this bracket. Oh, really? <laughs> That's because what you pick all the bad teams. 
No, I well the I, least likely to win. That's amazing. No, but what it turns out is it's been such a wild year in the NCAA tournament. First year ever that no number one seeds even made the elite eight, much less the final four. Are we in the final four right now? We've now figured out the final four, but there was a chance yesterday, guys, that if Texas won, it was the final game of the weekend. If Texas wins and they were up twelve points with ten minutes to go, just win that game, and I have a very High, high chance of winning the entire thing. How much money? It probably would have been if the authorities are listening <laughs> and Dot is giving me reason to believe that you they have might to claim be. That. Um, it would have been probably like between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars. What? And instead, I'm going to finish in the money, but now I'm in like this big tie for third. But had Texas just won, I would have been like, I could have said to Grace. And here's what I was thinking: Grace and my son. I was like. What dad points that would have been of like, dude, dad won the tournament. How about that? Wow. You like that? What would you do with that money? Probably put it into a long-term CD. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, you know what? I'm going to Augusta next week um, to be at oh, the you Masters. Buy some fancy clothes. Well, no. Then I would just be living a little freer down there. You know, like, hey, yeah. boys, next round's on me. Right, 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 right. But now I'll go uh, full tight. What? I'm going to Augusta next week. My brother got tickets, uh, won the lottery to get tickets to the Masters. We will be there for the Tuesday practice round. I saw a friend from California who's flying in for the Tuesday practice round. Oh, wow. And they say that the practice round at the Masters can actually be better because um, it's not quite as packed, per se, but the golfers are more laid back and instead of it being like 15 people deep along the fairways right. you're trying to peek up, like, is that Tiger Woods? Instead, you can just sort of get up closer and more nice. personal with people. That's amazing. Um, and just enjoy the beautiful grounds of Augusta National. That's beautiful, Steve. By the way, Jim Nance, for your to conclude your sports talk, Jim Nance, who has the greatest job in sports television, he does the Final Four, he does NFL Sundays, and he does golf, including the Masters. He'll go right from the Final Four, uh, the championship game on Monday, and then he'll go over to Augusta. But it's his last year calling the Final Four. Oh, no. I'm sure going to miss that guy. What was your favorite catchphrase of his? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Which he would say after somebody That's blocked it. That's somebody. Right. Yeah. See? Uh, hello, friends. That's Jim Nance. Anyway. Uh, thanks, um, Steve. I'm going to go now. I just all lost right, all my get... zeal for this show, but it'll be back by 9 a.m. tomorrow.